All right, let me introduce you to our guest for tonight. We do have in the studio, and we're ever so grateful that you came to the studio, Rick. Our guest is Rook Robenheimer. Am I reading that correctly? Robin? No. Robenheimer? Robenheimer. Robenheimer. Okay, president of the South African Secular Society. Rick, good evening to you. Welcome and thank you very much for agreeing good to evening, talk Good evening, Naya. Thank yes. you for having me. Yes, I am ever so grateful when guests come to the studio. Um, we really appreciate the visit here at the studios. All right. Um, first, uh, before we even get to our question, do atheists believe in evil? And if so, what is their concept of evil? Let's first talk about atheism. Um, I had a very edifying conversation with you before, which gave me some perspective of um, um, what you are representing today. What What is an atheist and what is atheism? Okay, so if we look at the dictionary, we need to start with the concept of a theist. Yeah. So a theist, if you look it up, is somebody who believes in a god or gods. Correct deriving from the Greek word theos, meaning God. Yeah. Of course, the Greeks believed in many gods. Now, if you put the prefix a before it, then that negates it. Yeah. So an atheist is somebody who doesn't believe in a god or gods, who doesn't believe in any gods. And that's, as far as definitions go, that's all there is to it. Yeah. Now, Many people believe that, for example, an atheist comes out with a positive statement of there are no gods. Uh, that we might refer to as hard atheism, okay. whereas soft atheism would simply be, I don't have enough evidence yet, so I don't have anything to believe in okay. or on. Uh, Woody Allen made a famous statement to the effect that if only God would give me a sign, uh, like making a large deposit into my bank balance. Yeah, yeah that would be a nice sound. That would be a nice <laughs> sign right there. Yeah. And so in the case of many atheists, simply a case of they're not convinced by the evidence, or rather the lack of evidence, for any gods. Now, if we go beyond hard atheism, we would also talk about anti-theists. So an anti-theist would be somebody who is opposed to religion. And there are very good reasons to be opposed to religion. We simply have to look at history and see all the terrible things that have been done in the name of religion and often inspired by religion, the crusades, jihads, witch burnings, um, and if you believe the Bible, which fortunately appears to be untrue in that area, uh, the children of Israel taking the land of Israel by force and genocide, uh, for which there is no historical evidence whatsoever, no archaeological evidence either. Fortunately, I say. Anyway, so does that answer your question on what an atheist is? Sure. And um, the society that you represent, you're the president of the South African Secular Society. Tell us about that. Right. So SAS, as we call it, we thought it was a nice acronym because it means we're sassy. We cast the net a bit wider. We 
intend to represent atheists, yeah. agnostics, non-believers, brights. Uh, this that was a term coined in the United States by analogy with gays to okay. rebrand atheism. Okay. Um, the non-religious, non-believers, essentially people who don't believe in gods and call themselves whatever particular brand they want to. Yeah. So we cast it a little wider than mere atheism, but pretty much people who don't subscribe to religions and would like to see themselves represented. Okay. All right. So the very idea of uh, secularism is a, a counter-argument. It's, it's, it's reacting to something, correct? Certainly. Uh, everyone is born atheist and they are then indoctrinated, some of them, into religions. Nice. So if we didn't have religions, we would all be atheists and we wouldn't even be talking about it because it wouldn't be a thing. Yeah. So that very concept that everyone is born, it's a lovely, lovely construct, but perhaps needs to be uh, explained a bit more because there are people who don't live in this modernized, hyper-philosophized community that we live in right now who are in their very being unentered areas. Uh, those unentered areas, they have some form of uh, appreciation of uh, another being. It may not be the very popular religions, but they do have some being that they venerate, which gives one the impression that even though um, uh, they are not in the mainstream of these religious communities, they were not born that way. They, they are born accepting that there has to be something greater than they are without being indoctrinated, by the way. They just grow up and they live together in that fashion. An awareness of a supernatural, or at least a superior being, isn't it? Well, if anyone has uh, any proof that they could offer, that would be wonderful, because then we could settle the matter. Uh, one can certainly be impressed with nature. Uh, for example, Richard Dawkins, prominent atheist, uh, talks about the magic of reality. And uh, magic is an interesting word to use in that context. He doesn't credit anything to a supernatural being. So one can certainly stand in awe of what evolution has accomplished over, what's it, three billion years? I always forget the amount, but a very sizable length of time. Uh, the fact that by amazing coincidence we're on a planet that supports life at all and the fact that there are ways that nature behaves that we can figure out using science, that's also quite amazing that it's not totally haphazard but that things follow rules that we can establish. Uh, one could credit that to a supernatural being but that seems to be a leap of faith that literally involves faith rather than an examination of the evidence, at least in the opinion of many of our 
yeah. members and indeed, indeed. atheists in general, I would say. I've always found that community rather intriguing to the extent that if we were to investigate um, what you have now called a leap of faith, um, which you're relegating to the realm of the communities that profess to be communities of faith, as opposed to yourselves. You don't claim to have faith, do you? Certainly not faith in the supernatural. I have a certain amount of faith in my fellow beings. But you are given to the very same leaps of faith as are communities of faith, aren't you? I like to base my trust in things on evidence. Which you don't have if you're going to believe in the Big Bang Theory, the very idea of spontaneous combustion and out of disorder came natural selection of things just happening. That is another leap of faith. It's not logical, is it? It's not evidenced anywhere, is it? Well, I am not a specialist in that area. Nor am I. But um, based on scientific method, peer review, people who do focus in that area and are very willing to make a name by debunking other people's hypotheses, mm -hmm. it certainly appears that the consensus is that the universe, we, as we know it, originated in a Big Bang. Without any and evidence. It's just a theory that you have so uh, far. No, no evidence. When we say just a theory, we need to examine what we mean by theory. Now, in general use, the word theory seems to mean something like a hypothesis, a wild idea. Indeed. In scientific parlance and the way that scientists use it, a theory means a very well-proven system for explaining things and something that has stood the test of many people trying to refute it. Which is so not when the we case talk about science. when we talk about gravitational theory, yeah. you can experience that for yourself every day. Uh, I would not suggest that you put it to the test by climbing to the top of the SABC tower and jumping off. Yes, <clears throat> we have um, well many other theories that are scientific theories that are considered to be well proven. Specifically, the one that you rely on is one that is unproven. Which one? Uh, the uh, theory of evolution, the very idea of spontaneous combustion. You, as uh, people who are uh, allegedly believing in evidence, do not have evidence of evolution whatsoever. What you do have is evidence that things have similarities and those characteristics logically, according to you, can conclude to mean X, Y, or Z. That in by itself is not evidence of evolution. Uh, the very journey did not come up with anything. It came up with uh, a book which gave a springboard to a lot of theories, again, that are yet to be proven. No one has proven spontaneous combustion, has it? Well, uh, I'm not sure what spontaneous combustion is in this context. Uh, as I have heard it expressed, it is that people will suddenly go up in flames, and that has nothing to do with evolution whatsoever. Yes. So I think we can put that one on the side. Evolution is certainly one of the best proven theories in science. There is a mass of evidence in museums. You can go all over the world, find the fossils. 
and we continually find more. Mm -hmm. Whereas it would only take uh, a few small pieces of evidence if they were to come up to refute evolution. For example, if we found fossils in the wrong layer, mm -hmm. the wrong stratum, if we let's say we, found, we, we went back to the Devonian and we found a modern ape there, or there you can construct any ones you like, but it all hangs together very, very well, showing the progression of life from very simple life to the more complex to what we have today. So when you say there's no evidence, I believe you haven't been looking. Okay, so uh, y y you you have uh, the evidence of the big boom, the big bang. You, do you have evidence? Okay, now the big. You need to make a separation <laughs> between the big bang and evolution because these are not the same thing. Yes. And evolution would have happened a long time after the big bang. Evolution describes how, from the beginning of life, organisms get more complex. Yes. Whereas the Big Bang describes how the universe as we know it came to be. Yeah. So, very different things. Uh, admittedly, both part of science, both support, well supported by the evidence. Evolution more so, I would say. The yeah. Big Bang, um, I don't think there is any competing theory at the moment. Okay. But, so the Big Bang is the chosen theory of scientists who know what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, again, um, uh, uh, we'll, we'll probably invite you to just talk about just that. So to our question for today, um, it again speaks about the idea of evil, which has been defined by, uh, uh, well, the majority of the religious community, and I suppose uh, uh, the, the English users that have already taken up that usage of the word evil. would love to know from your perspective, uh, do you have a concept of evil? Do you believe in evil? Yes. I, I think the that was not a yes, do I believe. I'm just, I'm just acknowledging your question. Sure. As you said, the concept of evil is rather tainted by religion. Yes. Where evil is defined as whatever the current God disapproves of. Uh, so there's a problem right out of the starting gates there because uh, what, uh, what Yahweh disapproves of is not necessarily what Allah disapproves of. It is not necessarily what the Christian three gods disapprove of. So we have a problem there in terms of what actually constitutes evil. Um, I mean, to give you a, a topical example, perhaps, uh, Islam would consider burning a Quran to be evil. Uh, Christians and Jews would probably be fairly equanimical about the subject, and atheists probably wouldn't care either, uh, although we'd, I'd, I'd say we probably don't approve of book burning in general. And then the acts of religions themselves 
could be, I think, objectively described as evil in many cases. Uh, take witch burnings as an example. Uh, not that all religions subscribe to this, of course, but just as an example in some cases. Or killing apostates. Or uh, the cause celebre in Africa, for example, um, imprisoning Mubarak Bala in Nigeria for making Facebook, Facebook posts saying that he was leaving Islam. Still, I digress. Do atheists have a concept of evil? I think while we... Uh, oh, let me backtrack slightly. Um, I can't claim to speak for all atheists because... As I mentioned to you earlier, we are to mix metaphors a bit of a broad church. Yes. In as much as you, we have, just in atheism, we have people going from, well, I just don't believe because I don't see the evidence, but bring me evidence and I'll believe, right the way through to, well, the hard anti-theist who says religion is evil and we should combat it by all reasonable and lawful means. So, uh, I can give you what I think is perhaps an average feeling on the subject, and I can tell you what my feelings are. But uh, there will be atheists who will call in who will disagree with me, no doubt. And quite possibly there will be theists who will agree with me. Because as human beings, I think we have a sense of, we could call it good and evil. I'd prefer to call it right and wrong. So I think we inherently feel that murdering other people is a bad idea because they might do it to us. So we don't need a God to prescribe that to us, particularly when that God says, well, uh, killing your neighbor who's of the same religion is fine. Is, sorry, is not fine, but killing your neighbor who's of a different religion is fine. A rather in inconsistent thing there. So... I don't think atheists talk much about evil, but we would talk, talk about things being bad, things being wrong. And where would, it, so your question would then be, so if we don't have a God dictating to us, no, where no. do we get the morals from? No. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Before we go to that, I want us to talk about you saying um, bad, wrong. How do you rule out which one is which? Well, exactly. That's a question of morals. So where do atheists get their morals from if they don't have a God dictating to them and the Holy Scripture telling them that they shouldn't mix milk and meat or that they shouldn't um, uh, worship God in a particular way or whatever? Well, this, I think, is where humanism comes in. So bear in mind that atheism is a very narrow thing on its own. It's simply not a belief in gods. So you get people of all political opinions that are atheists, and they will have different ways of arriving at morality. But humanism is a good way to arrive at it. And humanism simply means to cause as little suffering as possible, particularly as little avoidable suffering as possible, both to humans, because it's called humanism, but also to animals, to the environment, to our planet. And we know what suffering is, so 
we have an idea that other animals also suffer, and therefore it would be good to try to avoid suffering in other sentient creatures as well. Remember, Rick, what we're trying to establish mm. is the source of that determination. If you're going to determine that this is good, this is bad, we need to know where do you get the source? Where is your source of determining that this is suffering or this is proper? This is good, this is bad, this is right, this is wrong. Where do you get that standard? Well, we would get it from our own experience and also our experience with others. Okay. So, um, for example, we would generally all like to avoid suffering, although in some cases we will take it on in the cause of a greater good. For example, you look like a gentleman who goes to the gym quite often. It's not pleasant to do all those push-ups and those sit-ups and everything else, but you'll put up with that suffering for the greater good of having a great body being a fit person and living an extra 10 years. So, but this is why I also talk about needless suffering. So, uh, security took my pocket knife off me this evening because they didn't want me to be able to create needless suffering for you <laughs> if you riled me up too much. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, let, let's let's get into that. And by the way, I can see uh, a lot of calls are coming in, so we're going to try and uh, get to those calls right now. This is what I was talking about, Rick, that our time is already up and now uh, we have to take some calls. Uh, for those of you who'd like to join the conversation, you're most welcome to do so. I'll take your calls in a short while. The number is to dial 06-086-0002032. Again, 086-0002032. Try and be as brief as you can. You don't have to greet me. I already accept that you're polite and just get into your issue once once I pick up your call. If you send a voice note, please be as brief as well. 0614-104-107. If you send a text message, just send one and keep that one as brief as possible because we need to try and capture as much of your uh, points as possible. You always note that. I always say, please get to the point because we now have what 23 minutes remaining between us and Rick so I'm going to go to the calls in a very short while so Rick you 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 said it comes from you your standard is you and when you say you you mean people yes so it's very subjective because what you deem to be needless may not be needless to the next person would that be a correct way of looking at it yes it's uh, shall we say that it's it's difficult to do something hard and fast. Um, you've probably heard the joke of, let's, let me remember how it goes. <clears throat> Whip me, said the masochist. No, said the saddest. Okay, okay, okay. That's so our tastes may be different, indeed. as Oscar Wilde said, yes. I think. <clears throat> and yes, um, it's probably a good idea to ask. Yeah, so there is no standard. If it's going to be subjective in that way, then therefore we can fairly say 
there is no standard because, again, um, if we are all going to determine for ourselves according to our own proclivities and perhaps sense of uh, resistance or threshold, uh, that, that makes it excruciatingly subjective and therefore not a standard, wouldn't it? I think that's rather a leap. We do have a general consensus about what is painful, unpleasant, undesirable for people in general. And, I mean, you related it very well to the example I gave slightly earlier. So, yeah, I, I think that, um, yes, it, it's not hard and fast. We, If we want hard and fast, we can look at the laws. And laws are generally crafted to maximize a person's rights except when they intrude on somebody else's rights. Yes. So these are all good guidelines. We don't need a deity to prescribe it or multiple deities. We can certainly ask each other what we like and don't like, and we may differ on certain, I think, smaller things. Um, I wouldn't like to be killed in a painful way, and I don't think you would either. And we can probably agree on that. And it's, it, that doesn't mean we don't have standards. It's, it certainly means that we, we do, and we, have, we can have morals. Um, whether we regard it as immoral to uh, crack an egg at the round side or the sharp side, that's certainly a matter of taste. Let me give you a, a biological example. Okay. Childbirth without any uh, medication is generally known to be a very painful exercise. Yes. And according to those who have experienced it, thank God I will never get to experience <laughs> it, <laughs> they say it is inhumane not to administer that medication if it is available to a woman in the process of giving birth. Okay. And as such... To protect the mother in the process of giving birth, you offer that medication. Then the mother takes a decision to take it or not to take it. Right. Because it is assumed that pain is needless. However, right. we know it was a natural thing. And up until we had epidurals, women have been giving birth without any epidural, without any medication to ease or help with the pain that comes with childbirth. It didn't curb the population growth of the global community. Here's my question. Would we be saying now it's evil to deprive a woman of epidural? And would that evil still stand when there was no knowledge or concept of an epidural? It was just known that you will give birth and in the process of giving birth you'll have pain and women have children in their numbers um, so that concept of needless pain um, we, now it's identified as needless pain then it was not it was necessary pain your, your take as far as that is concerned well I wouldn't apply the word evil to it but certainly bad unpleasant not nice um, horrible, uh, certainly things of that sort, because as I say, the, the word evil is rather uh, corrupted by religion. Yes. But certainly 
uh, I would say, withholding an anesthetic from a woman who is giving birth, particularly if she wants it, yes. uh, would be a bad thing to do. Yes. 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 So, and so was, was it bad when it wasn't available? Well, I'm sure uh, childbirth was very lousy and a lot of women died in childbirth, which yes. happens a lot less these days. We can be grateful to modern medicine. In some countries, yes. Yes. Well, yes, granted in some countries too, yes. Mm. Uh, not all countries have the same level of development. Correct. And not all countries have the same level of shaking off the dictates of religion either. Yeah, uh, quite frankly, it would appear as though they are growing more so. All right, we'll take a break and come back. When we come back, um, we will, um, yeah, take some calls. I can see there's, uh, there's Felix, there's France, there's Julius. I can see all of these names. Uh, we'll take your calls in a short while. Stand by. Evening, Nye. So I just want to say that uh, for anyone to actually believe in uh, evolution or the Big Bang Theory, that person would have to have pandemonium levels of faith um, because in science you have to have observed something happen in order for you to draw any plausible conclusion that it is a reality. So for anyone to believe that things evolved from this species to that species over millions or billions of years when they have not, when none of them has been alive that long to observe all of that take place, yet they believe it and state it as a matter of fact that's faith right there it's just that it is misplaced they Julius? refuse to put the play the f okay sorry F forgive me i i totally understand i perhaps may have also seduced you to that with our introduction but our focus is not necessarily the very theories that we were talking about it was just an introduction and a way into our conversation our conversation tonight is about their concept of evil and that's what we're trying to dissect for tonight and deconstruct if possible. Are you able to give commentary even, on that? Yeah, just yes, just quickly on that one. I, um, even with that one, um, I heard you ask about the standards by which they determine yeah. uh, what is right, what is wrong, and so forth. Even with that, um, it means for them uh, not believing in God and yet being able to or to determine what's evil what's not evil to me it, sa it simply says these people are putting themselves actually on the throne so they're the ones that can come up with that standard because if you can say something is evil what if the next person says no it's not you see so there has to be one person that can lay a standard for everyone and that's the one they are refusing to believe in so how would you respond if they counter argue that by saying believers do the very same thing they simply blame god for them enthroning themselves how would you respond to that julius i'm not sure if i understand you say if christians for example or muslims all of the abrahamic faiths do things that are atrocious one to the other and then they blame god for it they say god said um, if if it, if he had gone through with it, Abraham would have killed his own son and then say, God said. You heard Rick saying the, the Salem witch hunts, all of those were perpetrated under the guise of religion, trying to purge evil, people doing evil things, right. and then blame God for it. So how would you respond yeah. to somebody who says, 
you as believers, you do bad things, you enthrone yourselves, you take life, give life, and do all these things, and then you say, oh, it's God who said so. How would you respond to that? That's a, yeah, yeah. I would say that that one is is unfortunate because as men, there will always be people doing things uh, or wrong or evil and hiding behind God when they don't even uh, make the effort to understand the Bible in the right context. So in that case, you can do something evil and hide behind the name of God, which is wrong. So but you and you the atheists are the same. That. You can... Say again? So you and the no, atheists we're not are the, the same. same. No, totally not the same. Because atheists are on the throne themselves. They might not want to say it in those words, but they are on the throne themselves while we understand that God is on the throne. I hear you. Thank you very much, Julius. Appreciate your call. Appreciate your comments, sir. Let's go to East London, France. Good evening. Yes, how are you? Uh, I'm sorry. You gra- I greeted you already. Yes. Yeah. Uh, nice. Hmm. Um, you, uh, we were created by God. And so you believe, God, yeah. It is very possible that we don't see that God, and it is also very possible to deny his power because we don't see. That's why even the children of Israel, they ended up creating their own image because they said... Felix, please forgive me for interrupting you as well. I interrupted uh, Julius to point out the very same thing, that our focus today is not necessarily evolution and the existence of God, but rather whether atheists have a concept of evil and whatever it is, that's what we're trying to unpack for today. Yes, I heard him talking. He said that he can set a standard as human beings, but those human beings, as you have said, can be challenged. By, uh, like me, I can challenge their, their, uh, their set of laws to say, I, I, I don't believe it. Yeah. Because they will end up setting laws that will compromise even the very same standards that they think they can be what uh, they can defend human beings. Therefore, we need a certain uh, supreme power that will control over all, so that each one of the should, should submit to those powers, like us, submit ourselves to the Creator. Okay. Now, each of them, they think that uh, they can set standards, govern everyone else, then it's going to be fair. That's why we have this because everyone wants to be everyone. Everyone wants to be someone else. Why? Because of the secularism that's happening. You're saying the chaos that we're experiencing right now is because of secularism? Yes, the, the secularism that is taking place because people, many people pay the Oh, Felix, your line, France, your, your line is not particularly clear. You heard uh, Rick saying the chaos we're experiencing right now is because of religion. <laughs> now you're saying the chaos we're experiencing right now is because of secularism? Yes. Okay. All right. I hear you. I hear you. Thank you very much, uh, 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 France. Uh, France and Islam. Let's move from Islam to Nell Sprate. Felix is there. Good evening, Felix. Good evening, man. Thank you for taking my call. Hmm. Yes. As, uh, I don't know how to call myself, but I do not believe in any God. Okay. Because I have no reason to believe in any God. Okay. You see, the problem we are having is this. People think it is not possible for you to be to be righteous if you don't believe in any God. That means you need a God to give you a law that shall not kill before you know that it is not right for you to kill. Mm. 
I do not believe in any God. I have never killed anyone, and I will never kill anyone, mm. even in the name of God. I will not. Even if a God appears to me tomorrow and says, you must go and kill Nari, I will tell him to go to hell because I'm refusing not to kill anyone. It is my choice. Was that an expression used carelessly, or do you believe in hell there, Felix? I don't believe in anything. Actually, let me put it straight. So it was a carelessly deployed expression, you say, you tell him to go to hell. Yes, I will tell that God to go to hell, because I do not even believe in hell or God anyway to begin with. Let me put it this way. I do not live my life through belief. I live my life. Sorry, through. so you you don't believe your life? What? Say that again. I do. I do not live my life through belief. Oh, you don't live your life through belief. Okay. Yes, okay. I have absolutely nothing to believe. If I cannot be good to my fellow human being, why must I believe in a God to tell me to be good to Him? Okay. If I cannot be good to a human being that is with me now, like you, you are with me now, yeah. talking to me. Yeah. How then will I wait for a God to tell me to be good to you? Okay. All right. So what is your, your, your standard of good? It's just be treat others as I, treat, as I want them to treat me. And that's all. If I want to be loved, I must love you. Yeah. If I want to, to be taken care of, I must take care of you. So if I, I like... I be able to respect you if I want you to respect me. So Rick gave an example of a masochist there. Um, um, some uh, call themselves sadomasochists. People who like a little bit of pain. They derive pleasure in that pain. Would you then, therefore, because I like a little bit of pain to give me pleasure, therefore I must give you a little bit of pain as well? Under the assumption that you're also going to enjoy the pain. Yeah, please understand this. If if you love pain, you must look for somebody like you who also loves pain like you. You cannot impose that pain on me if I don't like it. Do you understand? So yeah, you, you, you are the one who said do, you, you must treat people the way they like. And if we're going to use that without any standard like the Christians have, then therefore, I, if I like being smacked around, uh, probably do the yes. same thing to you, even though you don't like it. You see, that is, it's exactly against what I'm saying. If I don't like something, there's no way you can give that to me which I don't like. Okay. Because I will not give to you that which you don't like. Okay, all right. I think that's a, a twist of what you said at the, at the beginning. But I, I think I get what you're saying, Felix. Thank you very much. Appreciate your call. Let's go to Cape Town. From Nelspruit, we talked to Eddie in Cape Town. Good evening, Eddie. Hi, good evening, Naya. How are you? Go ahead, go ahead, Eddie. We have five minutes remaining. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, as for me, I see that to see evil is something that comes by nature. That uh, like animals themselves, they have in them something that makes them to protect themselves from something that, from a danger. So this thing is doesn't need to be taught to them, but it happens by nature. So in us also we have this thing as animals they have in them. A way animals have got instinct. The instinct, you know, like stimuli. So now let's say somebody takes a needle and prick it on your skin, you will feel the pain. Mm. You know, now you tell the person that, look, what you're doing to me is not good. I'm feeling the pain. Maybe this person doesn't know that it's painful. Now you say, okay, let me try it on you. Then you try it on this person. The person will agree, yes, this thing is painful. Are you telling me that you want to create a law to say that do not prick each other with a needle? I'm not sure I follow your point there. Um, We're still trying to establish the standards of... 
of yeah. laws that can be they oh. can they can they can be created out of our experiences. Okay, okay. So that the way how somebody feels, they should be also how someone should feel. Is oh, that now we agree you. that let's do when we do this to somebody, okay. this person will not be happy. Just like I cannot be happy. Okay. As we have the, the golden rule which says, do to others what you would expect others should do the same thing unto you. Yeah, so no, you're, you're saying consensus would be the standard, not necessarily individuality, but consensus. It's consensus, we should say that. Okay. You know, it's, it's something that you know that this thing cannot be, I cannot feel good if it is done unto me. For okay. that reason, also, I cannot do it to somebody. You work hard. Got it. For Got you it. to get something, you work hard, you sweat it. Mm. But now somebody comes and grabs that thing from you, the thing which you sweated for, that we call stealing. Yeah. Now it must be found in the commandments that thou shalt not steal. Yeah. Yes, it is true. Because you imagine if it's you, it happens to you. So the way how you feel, apply the same feeling to somebody else as well. All right, got it, got it. Thank you very much, Eddie. Appreciate that point. Appreciate that point. Let's go to Vuiswa in Park Town North here in Johannesburg. Good evening, Vuiswa. Good evening, Naye. Thanks for taking my call. Mm. Yeah, you know what? The mm. restlessness and anxiety for people of Western origin uh, that keep on searching and searching, you know, questioning and questioning, uh, and uh, with the uh, willing Africans to be students of these ideologies that are, are, are not ethical. I mean, we are born with intellect, especially as indigenous Africans. There's something that uh, I've, 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 I've experienced that the white race doesn't have. You know, they are so impatient. They, 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 they lack something, uh, something that is, it, it connects us to you know in Kamaku. Yeah. You know, yes, they, they don't have it. So this is why the question because Tina we've been here before them. And when they come, they come questioning every single day. This is why you see the opening of the tombs in Egypt. Some of them got injured, died because the pharaohs had put a law that mm. no tombs must be open. So it's this anxiety, this restlessness of something that they lack, you know, and now they want to draw a... a, a, a Isn't that a, what we call people's... intelligence, though, we saw? Yeah, that's what the intellect. No, 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 not intellect, intelligence, intelligence yes, yes. yes. Yeah, but we are born with this intellect, Singabantu, Abansundu, and Siaipilindo, Mandikalele, Ngalamini, Ngalente, when the Enzagalamiki is people killing each other. You know, it goes deep, deep into my innermost. And it goes deep, deep into the marrow of my bone. Okay. I okay. feel. I yeah. hear you. I hear you. i got to move on. i got to move on. i got uh, a few seconds. Allow me to just go to the news. Neo, Gaugelo, Silver, all of you, I can see you, but I have to go to the news right now. I'll come back and take your calls. Amanda, uh, is that okay? We'll just take them uh, after the news, and then we'll give you, Rick, the opportunity to respond to all of them. Is that all right? All right, it's 8 o'clock now. It's time for the school to the news. When we come back, we'll continue and try and wrap it up. Our time is up. It's time for the news. Facts of Faith on SAFM. Thank you very much, Eva. Appreciate uh, the news. She comes back to update the news at 9 o'clock. And that will be the final bulletin when she presents it.
at 9. Eva Chipo, the news there. All right, now we're going to give um, um, Neo Kauhelo Silver um, the chance. Uh, and then, um, oh, Sylvester. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's begin with uh, Neo. Neo, briefly, please go ahead. Neo's in Rustenburg. Yes. yes, good, good, good. Even in Naya and the guests and the listeners. I think, in the interest of time, mm. uh, I just want to say that the uh, standard of good and evil or good and bad, as we non believers put it, it's it's natural that you don't need no God, no deity to tell you that this thing is uh, good or it's bad. I think that is basically my point. Oh, say that again uh, there, uh, Neil. I'm not. The standard is what? I'm saying it's natural. What it's does natural. that mean? Like it means like even smoke. Like if you take somebody, you don't teach them about God. You don't teach them about ancestor or anything. They would still be able to do uh, good things. They know what is good, what is bad. Okay. Yes. Right. For example, you know what I teach my children, people around me, is that they must do good. They must not hurt each other. They must yeah. not hurt others, including the environment. I think the operative and word there is you teach. So it didn't just happen naturally. Um, you teach. You you just conceded to the fact that what you teach your children, which means they too did not get that naturally which counter argues what you said that it's natural if it's natural no one needs to teach you like breathing nobody teaches you to breathe it just happens isn't it no but the point is like you don't need a god or or uh, a deity okay. to yeah to teach you to do good just do just just do good don't hurt others and where possible help that's okay. how humans must live Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Neil. And Rosenberg moving to Lipala. Uh, good evening. Good evening. How are you? Go ahead. Go ahead. Briefly, Khaukhel. I'm all right. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, thank you for, for repeating my call. Hmm. Uh, now I'm kind of like uh, in the middle based on this topic. Okay. Uh, what, what, what the previous guy just said and then what you just uh, explained right now to him, it, 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 it's perfectly to say what's when something is good or bad, you teach your children. Mm. Good or bad comes from the teacher to say when you grow up, this is good and or bad. So for I now I'd like to say uh, it has to start with whether if you are a Christian, you first have to believe in the Bible, because the Bible that's the one that teaches you what is good or bad. Mm. And then whether you are you are you are not an unbeliever of the Bible, so your parents or what your 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 parents when through culture what they teach you what they teach you what's bad or good that's what you will follow. Yeah. So to say someone is evil, uh, 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 if, if if we have to go to the Christians, uh, I would like to say that uh, 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 the Bible says we have been created by the image of God, everybody in this world. So now, something which the Christian says other people are evil, okay, if I may ask, Noah, God decided to kill everybody else. How can I forgive me? I don't want us to, to, to talk about Christians tonight. I want us to try and stick to the uh, secular community, particularly the atheists, okay? Yes, I, I just wanted to touch it today to say God himself, has some evil in him. 
that one we cannot argue. Kaukel, we want to stick to the views of the atheists. Do you have any questions or comments about the atheist stance? Yeah, yeah. To, to, to a certain level, I do doubt what they are questioning. Because of now, I, that's, that's why I'm saying, first, you have to believe. Okay. It goes with the belief. Yeah, it is, it is very subjective to say, uh, to, 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 to say one is evil and one is not. Okay. Got it. Thank you very much. Appreciate your call. Let's go to Soweto, the southwestern townships with Sylvester. Good evening, Sylvester. Evening, Nay. Mm. Just straight to the point. Um, our our eighties friends uh, keep repeating the, the phrase, uh, do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. That's a phrase that they borrow from religion. That's my first point. My second point is, if we have consensus... Before we go to the second one, even religion borrowed that. It did not originate with religion, did it now? At least the ones that you believe, the the, the Abrahamics, they did not originate that one as well, did they? Where do they borrow it now? From the Qumran scrolls. No, no, no. That's that's why I said they borrow it from religion. I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm talking about atheism. Yeah, I'm saying religion. I'm saying religious people did not just get that also. They borrowed it from a different community. And that community they is didn't one They borrowed it from the atheists. No, no. They did not borrow it from the atheists. They borrowed it from those who okay. believed before them who may have been the source of the information that was documented in the Qum- Qumran who, scrolls. Who be who be who believed in a deity of some sort. Well, uh, which they don't. <laughs> some, some, some are alleging so, that so they, so they did po- not. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Sylvester. So, so my point is, so my point is, they are saying, um, you must just do unto others as you want them to do unto you. Yeah, that's that's my first point. That they are quoting, they are taking, borrowing that from from religion. My other point is, if we're going to make the rules based on consensus, if you say thou. If, if it's it's common knowledge that I shouldn't steal, it's true that it's common knowledge. But here's the problem: from a religious point of view, I wouldn't steal even when I'm hungry. Um, and Naya left his lunchbox in the fridge mm. because my religious uh, 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 conviction is I cannot steal. But if I am famished, and I believe that Naya is a little bit you know, privileged, and he won't even feel this, um, and I take that food and eat it, and I mean, I didn't harm him. The point I'm making is, there are certain instances, circumstances that put us in a position where we might be tempted to violate other people's rights, and from a religious point of view, then I, I might be compelled, and I'm not saying I will not uh, please, please understand me. I might be compelled to have those religious con- uh, considerations, but if it is just some consensus, and I'm looking, I'm standing here, and I'm thinking, my kids are famished at home. Um, I'm gonna take this lunchbox, and I'm gonna, you know, put some of the sandwiches in my bag, and take them home and feed my kids. You know, there the, the, the wouldn't be that legalistic religious uh, uh, restriction or, or constraint, so to speak. So my question is, can 
you depend on consensus when there are more compelling circumstances that require me to disregard that consensus for my instantaneous needs. Okay. How do you do? How how do you deal with that? That's a question to you, Rick. Did you get it? Yes, thank, thank you. you All, right. All right, thank you very much. Appreciate your call, Sylvester. All right, I'm going to hand over now to our guest to respond to all of those uh, questions and comments. Rick, take it away. Thank you, Nye. How long have I got? Five minutes. Well, okay. <laughs> 50 seconds per, uh, per caller. <laughs> right, okay. Julius, I... I know we are not talking about evolution, but I don't want his point to stand unchallenged, so I'll be very, very quick on that one. Um, put yourself in the place of a detective. Crime has been committed. You go into a room. There's a dead body. There's blood on the floor. There's uh, something that looks like a murder weapon with blood on it, etc., etc. Almost every detective does not observe the crime being committed. If you want to hold scientists to that standard, then you should hold detectives to the same standard and no crime would ever be solved. Detectives solve on the basis of evidence that's left after the crime and the scientists who have never observed and uh, who you say have never observed evolution directly have observed the evidence that has been left by evolution. And in actual fact, we have in a few instances, observed evolution in action uh, in short-lived species, for example, um, in moths in Britain, the coloration of moths, moths changed along with pollution. When there were dark moths and they were nesting on dark trees, which were dark because of pollution, then they were better camouflaged and they were favored by evolution. The Birds weren't able to pick them off as easily. And when the pollution was cleared up, evolution then favored the lighter colored moths and they predominated. So we actually have observed these things. In small cases, obviously we haven't observed whole species changing into other species, but we have seen the results thereof. And just like a detective, we can observe those results. Okay, so putting themselves on the throne, well, what atheists do is not very different to what religious people do, just slightly different in context, because the religious person chooses which god they're going to obey. So you've still put yourself on the throne there because you've decided which god it is. It might have been your parents who decided for you, but you've still made the choice at some point. So no difference there. Atheists are simply eliminating the middleman. Uh, France from East London, we were created by God. Uh, well, bring us your evidence. I would love to believe in your God if you can prove it to me. But so far, no, none of the gods that people worship have actually been able to provide any proof. Um, so we tend to say that absence of evidence is evidence of absence. Um, chaos because of secularism? Um, well, not really. If you look at all the religious wars and everything else... Uh, Felix and Elspreet. Uh, Felix, I, I'd suggest that you come and join SAS. You're living your life without belief. Well done. We can all do that. Uh, Freddie in Cape Town. Um, we can see evil 
coming from nature. It happens by instinct. Uh, a golden rule done by consensus and laws are created out of our experiences. Yes, fine. No, I don't have any problems with that particularly. Vuyuswa uh, in Parktown North. Um, restlessness and anxiety of Western society. Uh, I think he used a pejorative there calling us white trash. I don't take very kindly to that one. Uses an ad hominem when your own argument is weak. I did not hear her saying white trash. Um, I that sounded like that to me anyway um, well um, we, we didn't actually get to hear what Vuyuswa um, was standing in favour of I think it was African traditional religion rather than western religion in terms of Christianity and Islam um, well uh, I can only say that uh, I haven't experienced any revelations of any gods or ancestors, so as far as I'm aware, they don't exist. Uh, but again, I'm open to experience, and uh, if evidence can be provided, then wonderful. Um, now you're in my old hometown, Rustenburg. Uh, you seem to be an atheist, so come and join SAS, establish a local branch. That would be wonderful. <coughs> uh, Kaukele, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, in Lepalale. So this is, they're in the middle. And God himself is some evil. Yes, well, from the secular point of view, of course, uh, the most evil character in the Bible would be God. Because if you compare the number of people that God is allegedly recorded as having killed, whereas, whereas the number that his adversary, Satan, is killed, and uh, God comes out as much the worst character there. I won't say much more about that one. Sylvester in Soweto, um, he says that religion came up with it first. Well, um, that's probably debatable because we would have to go back to prehistory, I think, and that's a bit difficult. Certainly, there were religions long before Judaism Christianity and Islam that uh, said one should do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So uh, we can't really say where that came from, but it's certainly been a general human experience, and I don't think you need to have a religion to be able to come to that one. Okay. All right. Thanks, Nay. All right. I want to just, um, I, I asked my producer to call Vuiswa um, um, to just clarify that. Vuiswa, um, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thanks. Um, did you say white trash? Yes, I said so. Because there are uh, plus minus 6,000 years uh, here in our, in our okay. planet. And we have been here before. Okay. But All then right. they come with many stories, including this atheism. Okay. So uh, the reason why I, I called you is because um, I thought by now we would know that we do not uh, denigrate one another on the show. Um, we can disagree with one another, but we don't speak in that fashion about one another. Wow. The, the okay, very ex yeah, the, yeah. Oh, so she's, she's saying she's apologizing okay. for that. Thank uh, you. Thank you very appreciate much. It. Appreciate it. Appreciate that. Uh, appreciate that. All right, uh, the integrity in voice, so I really appreciate that. Wow, <laughs> okay. I didn't even finish what I was saying, and wow. Uh, respect to you, so Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you very much also, um, uh, Rick, for accepting that. Apologies. It's 21 minutes now after uh, 8. I'm going to give you another opportunity to give us a final, a final uh, comment. We are talking about uh, the concept of evil, 
and we have toyed around um, uh, the various sources, uh, or at least the various perspectives, and we end up with words like bad and wrong and so forth. Um, can we agree that perhaps there is uh, much to be said about the atheist community or the secular community that is yet to be refined because outside what is already established like laws, uh, like uh, you call it humanism, um, there is nothing that atheists stand for. They rely on what already exists and then align themselves to that. They don't have anything unique to them. Um, the, the, the Hindus, they have their own beliefs unique to them. Uh, the Buddhists have their beliefs unique to them. Uh, the Abrahamics, they have their beliefs unique to them. Uh, you don't have anything unique to you. You simply rail against what is unique to another. Would that be a fair summation of who you are? I don't think so. Okay. The fact that we don't believe in the supernatural doesn't mean that, that we don't believe in anything. So the very word humanism seems to imply that we believe in humanity. Being humane and respecting our fellow beings. Now you would find, I think, in many progressive religions that this is done as well. That, but these are humanist values. If you look at, as I say, what religion has done in the past, and if you read many of the religious scriptures, uh, they have not recommended being humane to people in the out-group, people who are not part of their religion. Mm -hmm. So I think this is where atheism and what is associated with it, like humanism, can be a light for humanity. And if we can reduce religion, reduce the influence of religion, particularly the bad influence of religion, then as humanity we will be better off. All right. Um, perhaps um, um, we'll see if uh, my producer, um, uh, who is the boss of me, <laughs> um, if we cannot uh, schedule you again before we close for our December recess, um, uh, to talk about now um, um, uh, evolution. That would be lovely. Um, um, again, it will depend of, uh, on, on the boss of me, <laughs> okay, of <laughs> which course. is my producer, uh, if we are able to shift things around in our diary and um, put you there because it would appear as though there is much that we could not do here like some voice notes we could not play and some text which is people wanting to engage with the topic of evolution not necessarily our concept of evil so um, I had to interrupt some who are speaking on evolution just so we can keep to our topic so uh, to respect them and what they want to talk about we'll have to schedule it again do you accept the invitation of course but not there sure. is also 2024 of course, of course, of course. Um, uh, my producer will make that determination. Thank you very much, Rick. I really appreciate um, you coming to talk to us. Rick Robbenheim, ah, uh, president of the South African Secular Society. That's SAS, South African Secular Society. All right, we'll take a break and come back. When we come back, we get into our faith today. <laughs> 